Hi, this is Jessica Boudreaux from Summer Cannibals, and you're listening to Sticky Jazz. The opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Jeremy Hinks and Sticky Jazz Podcast and do not necessarily reflect those of anyone else on this planet. And hello, everybody. Welcome to Sticky Jazz. I'm your host, Jeremy Hinks, the man of a million musical opinions, all of which happen to be correct. And uh, this week, we're still rolling into pride. I have James Mouse. He's the uh, Australian songwriting guru who uh, happens to also be, uh, uh, well, he's well accomplished in his own work, but he's been writing songs for everybody else for quite some time. But now we are kicking off his career with, uh, he actually got sucked into doing a Peloton thing. Uh, so here's the song, It's a Vibe, that he did for this Peloton campaign, uh, and it's fantastic. We'll kick that off. So uh, let's all sit back and do the Sticky Jazz. I'm keen to break it down. There's rhythm in the sound. I've been dreaming about. If you be by my side. I don't know it's a vibe I can make this record, baby, just for you If you move it like you need it, it can be my thank you I'm your biggest fan, think we'll make a breakthrough If you be by my side, then I don't know it's a vibe I don't know it's a vibe I Welcome to Sticky Jazz. I'm Jeremy Hanks, and we are a good week and somewhat into June of 2022. Because it's June, that means it's Pride Month, and uh, I've got the uh, the crazy, over-the-top dance musician guru, 
Australian made, and uh, I guess his hair comes with that. Um, I have James Miles from RIP Youth and a bunch of other projects. Welcome to the show, James. Thank you for joining us. What an introduction. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's the hair. I, I'm looking at myself, and mine's just this glaring business, and you've got, you know, that that, that's all that. we do in these zoom calls is look at ourselves in the tiny little box regretting every little tiny bit on our face that we wouldn't usually see <laughs> oh yeah like i said i i went to paris with a full head of hair and uh, came back looking like sean connery you know so it uh it works I, yeah it works for me yes yes uh, yeah i mean <laughs> hey i'm bald and i'm scottish and thus my wife went for that you know so uh, nice but uh so it's pride and you've got so much going on on your plate you actually had to come to to america from australia to make this happen right well actually i'm i live in los angeles so i came from australia about nine years ago to la um to write yeah to write for other artists so i've had a little bit of time to find my bearing here new york is where i am right now and that is somewhere i've only been twice before so I'm really excited to be here. It definitely has that New York state of mind energy and um, all of that stuff that I miss out in Vapid LA, which I kind of love too. I mean, I really do love LA, but I mean, it's a different world here. And um, yeah, it's good. It's nice to check out every now and then so you can remember there is a big world out there. Well, um, funny that you mentioned that. I, I interviewed a couple of guys from New York. They're from they're Brooklyn and uh they're called am boys basically just two techno artists who came together to make this record and uh one of them was from uh oh shoot i can't remember what his name uh, of his previous band was but oh yeah um house of blondes and they did a video of a guy in a spacesuit walking around in, in central park right and in new york nobody would think twice about seeing that they nobody would even turn their heads and <laughs> yeah. oh, unless you're a tourist and you go oh wait there's a dude in a spacesuit what's going on but I, I know that new york and la are two places like that where you'd be like oh a guy in a spacesuit so what <laughs> you know? uh, yeah i kind of love that being dens- desensitized to all of that because it gives you permission to be as crazy as you want and there will still always be someone crazier than you to make it okay and the only person who looks is the tourist you know if you're, yeah like, if you're in la downtown you'd be like oh yeah. guys basically whatever you know and um, exactly hey they should know what they're getting into and just like be happy to be here um yeah i say let that freak threat flag fly well, I'm going to say, say that about one of your pieces later in this conversation here. But what part of Australia are you from? I, I had a roommate from Queensland years and years ago. You sound nothing like her. So, yeah. That, do you know what? I didn't realize that till I left either. And when I was hearing all the different accents in America, I was like, yeah, there's definitely different accents in Australia, the same as there is here, like Southern and all that. Um, Queenslanders, they say pool pool instead of pool pool that was one thing i noticed um i'm from sydney so um i don't know if that gives me a different accent but my parents are scandinavian like dutch and danish my parents were so they never had like a really strong australian accent and i guess that's what happened to me is is that it's kind of a rounded out nothing accent i mean i try and put it on every now and then because i like having an australian accent because it's the only thing that sets me apart from everyone else (laughs) so i mean i like to 
ham it up as much as I can. I'm definitely never going to try and have an American accent just because why would I? You know, there's enough of that here. Oh, well, okay. So on, on my job today, I, I do computer forensics and I, I teach it at universities and stuff, right? Like that's like, wow. I, I, yeah. And, and there, there's uh, a, a hack. There's a malware virus out there called squirrel waffles. And I thought that was the funniest name for that. And, and thus came up the discussion with my coworkers. Um, squirrel is the one word that nobody who's a non-native English speaker can say properly. Yeah, well, how you say it is squirrel. Squirrel. It's kind of like squirrel, like one squirrel. Right. right. Now, how would you say I, it? How would you say squirrel, it? Squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. It's a squirrel. And by the way, those squirrels aren't so nice. I have squirrels in my street that have run up my leg before and I've had to shake it off and it scratched the shit out of me. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> in, is that in L.A. then? Because in, yes. in Montreal, they'll run right up your leg, too. If you're walking and you got a bag of peanuts, they'll just like run yeah. up your leg. They don't care. They're, yeah, they're, they have yeah. no manners. Those guys no. Have no manners. No. They're too confident. That's what they are. Too confident. Someone <laughs> needs to take them down a peg. <laughs> But actually, there, there's a movie called S-K-W-E-R-L, and it's it's a short, and it, it, all that they're doing, it's because it's the word squirrel, right? Squirrel, yeah. As you pronounce That's the right it. spelling. Yeah. It is the right is, spelling. Yeah. yeah and and yeah. It, it's just, it says, it's, it's the idea of how non-English speakers hear English, right? And it's just yeah. this this married couple, they're, they're there making dinner, and they're just kind of rambling on. And none of the words ever make sense, but it's American sounding stuff. It's it's pretty funny, yeah. but what it, where is that? I want to. I want oh, to you find that. on YouTube. It's just called yeah? S K W E R L Squirrel. I gotta look that up. I gotta look yeah. that up. <laughs> it's like it's it's like you, you, you're you know, they'll just kind of mumble English words here and there, and then pop up with something that you would recognize. But I'm like, that's just gibberish, man. You know, it's 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 but it does make more sense than Donald Trump speaking, though. I will say that, you know, anything makes more sense than that. Let's not set the bar that low. Yeah, true story, <laughs> there, man. So, oh, uh, all right. This is what's funny. OK, you're a publicist. OK, you call him your publicist. I call him my drug dealer. He goes, hey, man, I got something. Hey, man, check this out. I'm going to be con- I'll, I'll be covering these guys in a couple of months. You want to hear it? I'll be like, yeah, 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 let me hear it. He go, man, I mess you up. He's always giving me stuff that's just really good. Music-wise, I'm not talking about dope. He's handing me like, like, hey, I'll be covering these guys in a couple of months. And it's always awesome, right? You, on the other hand, were one that I actually knew your pieces before he got to me. In, in, in a weird roundabout way, right? Because like like he, he's got bands that I know and love. And that was how I got in touch with him was he, he, he had one band that I was like, look, I want to cover these guys. He's like, oh, sure. And, you know, that's how we connected. But he sent me yours and I'm like digging through your list. And I'm like, that song fake of yours with Ranger, uh, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. My daughter's been listening to that for a year. Oh, yes. God love it. Yes. My, my daughters <laughs> will get in the car and they'll play that. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's just one of the, that's just a fun song, right? That's what, you know. Oh, you poor thing. That on rotation for a whole year. <laughs> oh, no. But they, no they, they, they mix it in with everything else. But it was, I was like, oh, okay. That's a fun song, right? And the, I mean, it's just funny because I have three daughters and mm-hmm. each one of them fits one of the personalities of the girls in that video. And so I was like, oh, God, this is just. How old are they? Uh, 16, 14, and 11. 
Oh, wow. That's cool. That's really good to know. And she liked the video? Is they she a all fan love, of Abby Lee? I don't know if they've seen the video. It just They just play it when we get in the car. And they just say, I want a DJ. And that, that's one that comes up, along with all kinds of other stuff very much like yeah. it. So I was like, oh, wait, I know that guy's music. Yeah, oh, okay. Nice. I've already heard this. You got her to tell her to watch the video. Abby Lee Miller choreographed it. And she makes an appearance in it. You know, the little lady that yells at all the children? At the very on dance end? Moms? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good fun one. I, yeah. I was well, well the video was hilarious. And yeah. I was but one I have one daughter who's a gymnast and the other who's the take charge. And I'm like, okay, we got I'm like you. So each one of those personalities fits my girls. Okay. Nice. Which, which uh, made nice. it just oh it was it was I was like, okay, this is this is a definite winner of a piece right here. You know. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's good to hear. That's so nice because I still am relatively new. Like with RIP Youth, we've only had a couple of singles out. So I'm just starting to now on like our fourth single, get some feedback where you're like the second person probably ever this week actually to tell me, oh, I'm a fan of such and such song. So it's nice to finally have people getting to know RIP Youth and have that feedback. So thank you. I appreciate that. But it was it was in there for literally we've been it's been out there for a while that my daughter's been listening to it. And then I just was like, because you just hear it with your kids' music and you play the stuff they yeah. want when you're in the car because you do that right. for your kids. Right. And I'm, oh, that's what I haven't even told him I'm talking to you, by the way. I haven't even mentioned it. Oh, by the way, I'm talking to the guy who did this song. So um, yes. but the 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 line in that song fake my fave one is let's see let, let me uh, your life sucks but i bet you really like it because <laughs> you're just so fake i mean just did you write the do you write the words or the music to these songs by the way or is it both you, you do both. both yeah both we um that is we, such we, a great line by the way your, your life sucks but you probably <laughs> like it because you suck you're fake you're, you know, yeah what yeah. a great line man. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, it was um, it was the track first. We had something and we kind of had, we'd been producing up the music and it came out with a sound of like a na-na-na-na-na kind of vibe, like teasing someone. So we yeah, 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 that yeah, kind yeah, of inspired cool. us into that realm of um, let's write a song that's like you're so vain, but it's you're so fake and just make, you know, fun of, you know, the fact that the generation of all of us Instagram people or just any of us, we all have an Instagram, we all care what we look like. And it's kind of funny every now and then to just think about it, like, wake up, your life sucks. So like, it's not that important. You aren't that important. We all think that everyone's looking at us, but they're not, they're busy thinking about themselves. <laughs> and so are you, you know, no one cares that much and you don't need to care that much, you know? And, and then, I bet and you then they're really pulling like... you out of the fucking Barbie boxes, man. Yes. That was, yeah. I had such a good time with that video. I was like, but, but the thing is I have, again, those are my daughters in there doing that. My daughters would be the ones to be in your face yelling, you're so fake or whatever. Yeah. Right? But, yeah. So I, I did enjoy that as well in there just because i'm like this is one of those like as i identify daddy moments there i was like oh wow well this one really uh, hit the this one really hit the spot you know but i i hadn't seen the video until your publicist pointed out that it was your work and i'm like oh wait, yeah i do know that one that's funny ah you know? uh, yes nice so yeah, my daughters would if they knew I was talking to you, they'd they'd all be in here going, Oh, look, he's so hot. Oh, you know. Oh, get them in here. Get them in here. I need a good ego boost every day. I well, mean... they're all gone, actually. They're all <laughs> gymnastics and ballet and uh 
it just everywhere. But oh wow! What, what, one funny thing though, this is you'll you'll get a mm-hmm. kick out of this, right? My middle daughter. Okay, um, every time we're we're around, like one of my wife's best friends, he's a gay opera singer, all of that. You know, like yeah. we know, because like, and I work with you know yeah. plenty of of queer people around in our lives, right? But my middle daughter, um, this is this is where you would totally win this game. We were at a uh, we're at a movie theater once. And we're just waiting to go in to see the movie. And my daughter goes, that guy's gay. I was like, all right, Alex, that's not cool. Okay. There's nothing wrong with being gay. Why did you say that? And she said, because he's totally smoking hot. I was like, oh, Uh... (laughs) that's where I have failed as a father. Is it a moment like that? You know, I'm like, oh, you walked into that one. They know they're young girls and they're of this generation. So they They actually have, there is no, yeah. And there's no, I mean, they haven't lived in a time where there was ever a problem with it. I mean, for them. So they know they have the gay dog. The girls do because they're the guests. They want the gay best friend. Oh, right. I was like, look, hey, date the gay in high school. Go to go to the yes. school dances with them. Yeah, you'll, you'll be the yes. best dressed couple. He'll dance your socks off. He'll keep his hands. Right. You do it. You go to the, you know, you hang <laughs> out with the gay guys. At least, you know, they'll be safe. I mean, the worst oh. thing that's going to happen to them is they'll have a good time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They, I mean, my, my daughter's just like, yeah, no, it's all over the place with my kids, man. So I'm. I'm all for it. I'm very supportive of the LGBTQ community in every way I possibly can be. But at a moment like that, I was like, I did something wrong there. I failed if I just didn't get where she was going with that, you know? <laughs> so, but cause she, she totally was like, Oh, he must be gay. Cause that guy's totally hot over there. You know, cause he looked a lot like you. Just, you know, That's what I hair and all that. You know? <laughs> I was like, wow, shit. He's, you know, my friend just put out a song way. actually. My friend just put out a song and she's the straight girl and she uh, it's called All the Good Guys Are Gay. And that's the chorus. And it's like it's always the same, always the case. I think that about I think well, I think that a lot about straight guys, actually. I think everyone just always sees the grass being greener on the other side. But um, but I like that anyway. I do um, like that gays are seen perceived in that light anyway, especially for young girls. That's nice. Must be doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the dumb straight American white guy, you know. I like boobs. I'm, I'm the, uh, I'm just like everybody else in that regard, I'm, you know. So my my, well, actually- my my daughter's my 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 daughter calls me embarrassingly straight because I'm such a bad dresser. Yeah. My, my wife has wished openly. She stated she wished I was just a little bit gay, so I'd be a better dresser and take better <laughs> care around what's going around the house. You know? <laughs> Oh, you missed that gene. You got uh, yeah, none of it. The I, yeah. spectrum is all the way that way. There's just not an ounce. Hey, I'm bald <laughs> and colorblind. I'm about as you know, that's endearing. You should see yeah, that's endearing. She doesn't know what she's got until you know you start dressing better than her and uh, you take more time in the mirror. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, me, it's like shaved, it's not too shiny. All right, I'm good to go. Yes. So um your your song the the uh, actually though really quick the guys at instinct they in may of 2019 they made me honorary gay they they, they gave me honorary membership oh. in the community <laughs> just this look we we, you, we know you love us we know your your service to the queer community your we accept that 
and we're making you an honorary member of the community. It would be wrong for them to not be inclusive of a dumb, straight American white guy. No, I mean, I definitely think you fall in the bear category, right? <laughs> I'm actually a cub, I think. If you can see, there's the arm hair that I have. I mean, I'd like to say that I'm a cub or an otter, but I think I've probably aged out. Um, but I do have a lot of hair. So I think that would be the same kind of club that we would go to. I think they're called um, Mega Wolf or like, you know, cub bear things. But yeah, oh, you can do it. You're, you're a bear ally. I am totally like, no, a friend of mine got me a shirt that says Papa Bear. I'm like more Papa than bear, I guess. But yeah, I'm buff. I'm. I'm hairy, I'm bald, I'm muscular, I'm, you know, but yeah, I'm also just like way too, I'm not, like, I'm embarrassingly straight, you know, like, so, like, even, even my, my gay friends were like, God, can you just change that belt before you go hang out with us, please, you know, like, <laughs> I've had that plenty of times over the years, so I, I gave up, you know, I just, um, although I probably should say, hey, come over and get me dressed up for this date with my wife man i want to you know maybe that'll get me some points there well then get them to do it say what the fuck are you I'll, complaining what are you complaining to dude, me, me dressed <laughs> yeah. up. i want to go on a date with my wife tonight yeah um, haven't they seen queer eye or whatever the other ones oh i've been nominated for that show i've been nominated oh, oh God, of course yeah. you have <laughs> yeah they're doing they're doing the next season here in utah and my daughters oh, are really? like yeah they, they are you gonna do that I don't know. I, I don't. I got to get picked. You know, I got to get selected. But yeah. Can we make that happen. We should start a Facebook group. Your daughters will know how to do that. <laughs> the people will have spoken and then you'll get it. You will. We, and it's safe. Not gonna numbers. You have just, a please get him to be yes. a better dresser and, and stop wearing we, kilts all the time. And you know. We might have to get behind this. Look, you have a platform. They're going to do it. The casting will take you on it if the people speak already. So tell your daughters. We'll organize it and put a Facebook page together. Even though that's a bit old hat, I think that's probably what we would do. And we'd we get are, you in there. We are so off topic. <laughs> <laughs> so, do, do you actually speak Dutch? Because I your your last name is Nederlands. Do you speak Nederlands or you? Oh, uh-uh. oh, look at how you Nederlands. Oh, I do. Oh, I speak it. I speak. Dutch. Oh no, I I don't. I don't. I, I've never even heard it pronounced that way. I've never been. Um. So yeah, my last name is Maas, and I hear that's very popular there because there's the Maas River or whatever. Um. But my dad came over at sixteen, and I've never been there. I used to live in Rotterdam. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I I'd love to go. I speak Dutch. I mean, I'm kind of like, yeah. I mean, I was a bum in Holland. I was squatting at a buddy's place. Uh, take, I was house sitting in his flat while he was up at med school. So, uh, yeah. So, well, I, I, some I, I, friend you are the squatting while he's at med school. <laughs> oh, it's like, hey, take care of the place while I'm up. You know, he was back in the summer living up there in, in Frolingen. And he's like, yeah, you can stay at my house. You can stay at my flat while I'm up in the in. You know, take my mail, make sure everything's cool. I'm like, yeah, I'll live there for the summer. So that was nice. Like, that was me being a bum in the Netherlands, you know. So, yeah, I, I speak Dutch. But I've lived in Germany. I've lived in France. I've lived in uh, French Canada. Um, I'm wow. at, yeah, I've, I've got around. Oh. I speak French. Well, where are Dutch. you now? Where are you Lake. now? I'm in Salt Lake City. Oh. oh, I've never been there either. Okay. What's that like? Nice. Uh, where it's high desert and it's, mm -hmm. it's a, it's, it's actually the biggest small town you've ever seen. Right. Oh. It's, 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 we call it small Lake city for a reason, because like, I mean, this was what was really funny. I went to photograph, uh, this, this hip hop artist out of LA. She's all art. I love her, her name's Isla. Okay. 
I don't know. You, you got to look this girl up. She's great. You go work with her, by the way. Go go do some. Yeah, but, she does. She does music. Yeah, oh yeah, she's wonderful. She does great, like really arty hip hop dance music. That's just phenomenal. But nice. I went. And I photographed her show. And then when I interviewed her the next day, she was driving back to this is the last show that I saw before COVID, before I went into quarantine. And she was driving, we're just on the phone. I said, you know what? We call it Small Lake City for a reason. And last night, I think I was the other straight guy at your concert, right? Because like I knew everyone there. And I was, yeah. I'm like, uh, I think there was one straight guy here at, at your show. And she was like, really? I thought there were at least three of you. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but she knows her audience she was like she was like yeah the, uh, that's a straight guy that's a straight guy I mean, she, yeah. tagged, she knew who we were right there but she's a sweetheart she was really funny she's just like i was like yeah it's a small town it's three million it's two and a half million people but it's still a small town compared to la or new york right but if you come and play a show everybody shows up you you get a big turnout it's really funny because uh like one oh shoot who was it one of the guys i think in metallica was saying we always have to play salt lake because as small of a town as it is we'll always get a big crowd like it's they, they, they everybody shows up event to come and see yeah show, right so that sounds nice yeah nice community uh, vibe yeah yeah it, it is and it's a small town so the people who love music are really connected and tied into this little like it's a tribe. We're all tribe of. Does a lot of music come out of there then? If they're so interconnected like that. Yeah, in a weird way. We, we like got What's... neon trees and Imagine Dragons are from here. There's oh wow! Oh, that's cool. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think my friend used to date one of the Imagine Dragons, and that's where they're from. Okay. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No. I uh, and I've actually. I've shot them. I've interviewed, I've met Dan Reynolds. I did a, uh, a 54 second interview segment with Dan Reynolds. So, um, you know, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's because Utah, when you're in, it's a big tribe. And so if you get picked up and the tribe loves you, you'll have a pretty loyal uh, following here. Okay. I'm writing that down. Must work on Utah fan base. I need that 3 million people. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So we've totally gone off topic there. Uh, your song. What is the topic? We don't care. We're having a good time. Midnight hour. <laughs> that's the topic. Um, that's yes. Okay. The topic. Okay. So, oh man, I have ADHD, and my drugs have obviously worn off. If you can't tell, I'm like. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> so, that's all right. I'm at the end of my day here, and it's like six o'clock. I mean, I'm such a nana because I go to bed really early. Unless I'm out and about, I just like, I go to bed when the sun goes down and rise with the sun at like 5am. I'm a morning person, like a really high energy, like the kind of ADD always in the morning. And then it's so funny because even when I was little, my mom would, while all the other kids wanted to stay up, I was under the table sleeping on my mom's feet at restaurants going, can I go to bed yet, please? But before <laughs> like, the sun rises, you're up and ready to rise. Yes, that's the difference. Yeah. But I just have like, when people are crabby and like, oh, in the morning, I just don't get it. Whereas at nighttime, like by around like in an hour from now, wherever I'm like winding down, people are trying to call me from Australia. I'm like, what do they think this is? It's seven o'clock. <laughs> Unless I'm out, then I can party with the best of them and I'll be up all night. I, I mean, I think I arrived here the other day off a plane and I hadn't even had one hour. But uh, but yeah, I just, I've always been like that bit of a nana. As we stick on to. Grandmother. Yes. 
Right? Yeah. I, well, Do you I, not I, say I, Nana here at all? We not don't. Nana. Not in Yankland, no. I, I, I dated a girl in, in high school. Her dad was from Hull, England. And her Hull, yep. I know yeah. someone from there, yep. Mm-hmm. And her grandparents lived just around the corner, and she always talked to Nana and Papa, right? She had grandma ah. and grandpa on mom's side, but her dad was from Hull, yeah. so they were Nana and Papa, you know. Did she call it Hollywood? No, she's called it Hull. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, uh, you know. Uh, um, I have a friend there that was on Holly Oaks, like a show over there. It was like some sort of, and he was from Hull and it was like this joke that he had because he was like a small time celebrity in Hull. So it was like Hollywood for him. Hey, all that Hull had going for it was uh, Mick Ronson, uh, the guitarist, and uh, he played for David Bowie and a couple others. And I guess they have a nice rugby club, right? That's about, uh, it's about. Oh, yeah, they love Hull, sports. So. Yeah. yeah. Let's not move there. <laughs> well, okay, but, but like I, I used to play. Okay, when I was at Harvard, um, the only other white guys I ever played cricket with there was one English guy, a couple of guys from Australia, and everybody else was from uh, Pakistan or India, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, so I'd go and I'd play uh, uh, cricket uh, at Harvard Yard or at MIT, and there were all the there's a handful of like us us eight white guys and everybody else from us you know they were australians and then everybody else was from india you know like oh i thought that was funny that yes i was the one american there playing cricket with a bunch of other australians <laughs> you know um, they love not, cricket you're not love a cricket, cricket. no i'm not but i mean they're obsessed with it and so are the indians with ricky ponting <laughs> you know and like um all of the, at the australians are nuts for cricket but so, the indians even more I they they just like wait you play cricket I said well I I have they're like great come out and play with us on Saturday I'm like all right I'll sure you know <laughs> invitation to go play cricket why the hell not right uh, all of our gay listeners have just turned off <laughs> <laughs> so um your your song we're we're like forty we're half hour into this and we haven't actually talked about anything important yet That's your song, all right midnight hour okay. Yes. Okay, so that one, how much of that did you write, can I ask? Um, I wrote half of it, let's say, and that's what the sheet says. No, I write all of my songs. I mean, that's where I'm from. I am a top liner. Before any of this, I'd, um, you know, my first song that I'd written um, came out and was very successful in Australia. So I was writing for years for other artists and um, cashing checks that way. And I never thought that I would really be the front man for this thing um so when i do until now you know and i'm enjoying it but yeah i'm going back to the writing thing yes i wrote um that with one other guy um in the studio in a day and um it was yeah it was a lot of fun uh, i've been enjoying getting to sing my own songs now because kind of the, it starts and ends with me like and there's no one else to yeah, answer yeah, yeah. to really yeah so because well your publicist he's also got well, Dead Can Dance out of Australia. And he's also got uh, Liza and the Delusionals. Do you know them? No. Oh, they're, they're the best thing out of Australia right oh, now. Really? They're amazing. Yeah, just, oh, I love yeah. that band. So you, your publicist has like the coolest lineup of people. Like, oh, yeah? He, he's like one of the, I'm like, damn, he's got some of the, and he'll always like throw me stuff. It's like, what do you think? And he's obviously always you know always really good and he's like i said he's my drug dealer man i'm a, i'm that greedy bastard music addict that has these right things. you know 
Um, but your song Midnight Hour had this pure 1985 retro to it that was it was like Stranger Things, man. That's it was good. The, the synth to it was so Stranger Things. I was like, oh man, this is this is cool, right? I felt this. I'm like, I'm like, I'm right back there in that moment of what 1985 sounded like. I actually I, I produced that with a guy named Keelan he did um, a bunch of stuff for Bruno Mars and so like that was heavily his influence coming into that I mean I wanted to do something in the 80s kind of spunky sounds I mean that's all very popular now as you said Stranger Things all of that kind of thing but I mean I'm forever in the 90s and 80s and when I'm allowed to which I have been now that I'm singing again that's totally my sweet spot and I really enjoyed it so Yes, everything you're saying to me was on purpose, and we did love like making that kind of thing happen. <laughs> so your line in that was the best line. I was like, that was even more enjoyable than than the stuff in Fake, where you said, "They say when the sun goes down, the freaks come out. We can be who we want to be in the streets, making memories." Talk about that because that pops up somewhere else, by the way. So go ahead, talk about that lyric. Um, that's a great well, song that is a midnight hour everybody that is a yeah. great song so go ahead thank you that is the most really that's the most recent one and i feel like we've still got a lot to do with that one because i wanted i mean it's you know like i said rip youth is new and someone had said to me the other day you got to give people time to get to know you you know this is still fresh um but i think that song is probably the one i'm most proud of at the moment um and those it was just about leaning into your freakier side and that you know, um, be who you want to be in the streets making memories is exactly just, you know, it wasn't too much to think about. It was just kind of like, you know, let the sun go down, be in, in the dark, who would you be? You know, how, how would you feel? And go out there and, um, you know, let your freak flag fly again. I guess there's a running thread through that. Because, I, I mean, my life is all about making memories, right? People go, why do you have to go to all these concerts? I'm like, because I got to make memories, right? Like, yes the story of the experience is what we is what i go for even if i get like i took my daughter to see frankie valley a couple months a couple weeks ago about a month ago right uh -huh. he sucked yeah. he sucked so bad but it was frankie valley right to see frankie valley and we can so, say we saw frankie valley at age 88 even though he sucked that's a story you know what do you think the highlight is from that then like what is the story is this that he sucked after all these years um you're excited to see him and he sucked what was the how would you tell that story other well, than like because my daughter listens to him a lot like my daughter's always yeah. playing him like my daughter oh, that's cool to, oh yeah i know my daughter listens mm. older than like before i was like stuff that was right before i got you know like right before the music that i got into that's my daughter loves that stuff right and i was like well i'm gonna go and photograph thank your valley and she's like and i said i'm taking you with and she was elated over this because he's 88 right but he just was like cardboard cut out, play a CD. You know, he just kind of was, you know, uh, and it was, she was, because the rest, she, she had, he had four guys there on stage with him dancing and yeah. they had all their moves choreographed and everything. And he was just, you know. Does it make was, you wish you didn't find that out? In a strange way, yes. Well, I'm sorry about that, but that's the story. That is the story. That is the story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is the story. Yeah. So, um, 
but uh, no, you're you're he your publicist, that guy, my drug dealer. He said you're a very happy, upbeat, charming, funny, hilarious bloke. And yes, you are. This is I'm like, yeah, you're you're fun to talk to, man. You also have ADHD and there <laughs> we're completely off you were on tangent galore. Um your song that you wrote Chemical Rush with McFadden, right? You co-wrote that one with him? Yes. Oh no, no, no. I, I actually didn't. Here's a little tidbit. Um so he was a friend of mine um, who had moved to town. We lived in the same building. He was going out with a very famous um, singer in Australia, Delta Goodrum. She's an amazing talent. Um, anyway, so he was dating or engaged to her, whatever. Uh, I had been making music at the time. I was signed under a development deal with Sony. So I'd been given the resources to make music. I started making really nice music. I wanted to show him as this person that I knew that had sold over 40 million records and so on with Westlife. Um, so I was asking what his opinion on Chemical Rush was. And um, the next day he'd come back and said, well, I actually showed it to Universal and I'd like to sing it and they've approved it. Can I have it? And, I, and he goes, just think of the checks that you'll get like for your uh, signing, signing up publishing. And at that point, I didn't know anything about any of that. I was just like excited to sing songs and and so uh, he had taken it. And I, I mean, I knew what Universal Records was and I was excited for that. Yeah, yeah. So I have friends on Universal. Yeah. So yeah. Right. So I, um, I actually had written it with two other guys that I'd been in the studio with and um, had given it to Brian. And he usually does write all of his own stuff. But um, uh, late on in the piece, he actually said to me, um, I need 10% of this song for me to even um, <coughs> warrant me releasing it. So we gave him <coughs> a cut of the uh, publishing royalty without writing any of it. But he wouldn't be mad at me saying that because, you know what, it takes a lot to go out and promote a song and go and sing it at all these things. And, you know, I mean, he may as well go do a song that he's written because he does write and he's very capable of writing. Oh, yeah, um, he's got quite a yeah. catalog unto himself. Yeah. When I, when I was, yeah. oh, yeah, I, I, I've heard that. Yeah, I, I know yeah. that. I, yeah, the, the, the thing about, he, okay. I, but 100% of nothing is nothing. So I'm happy to give pieces away if people are going to go work for it. And then he well, did, good. and it if gave me a career. If you're, get, if you're getting those checks, I mean, I, yes. I dare you to complain. <laughs> and it went, it got me a gold record on my first song that ever came out. And I ended up going to number two on the charts and I got to hear it on the radio. And it went, at that stage, it was still iTunes. So it went to number one on iTunes because he was hosting Australia's Got Talent at the time. So he performed it on there. Um, it was, it was fun. They dared me I'd have to do a weird, lewd sexual act if it got to number one. So I was happy it got to number two. <laughs> well, so, right. So, okay. So you, so you scored off for that one. That, that's yes. nothing to complain yes. about that. Um, I actually got another friend I'm going to hook you up with. Her name's Kathy Fisher. So you got to write that name down. Um, Kathy Fisher. Kathy Fisher. I'm going to connect you with her. She, okay. she, her aunt, well, her husband, her ex-husband, did all the music for like SpongeBob and love SpongeBob, uh, right? Uh, Power Rangers and all that, right? Oh, and, Power Rangers, right? So, so, they, so they 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 had a child and they had to like kind of put the band on hold and do that. You, like you know, you can't tour and everything. Obviously, you know, with, with a little baby. So, um, <laughs> but they they put out some amazing work. But once once they kind of put the band Fisher on hiatus, now mind you. Their song "I Will Love You" was played at my wedding as our first dance. My 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 best friend, who she played, she was my best man, Chelsea. She uh, she she was she she sang that song. I'm like, dude, you got to work with Kathy, okay? You got because uh... she went and did a whole mess with 
with Acosta, all these EDM guys. She just uh, just did some amazing. Yes, work. I'm all about collaboration this year. I really would love anything you have. I, I really love working with other people. Sometimes it can feel like homework when you're by yourself all the time. And I need people to bounce off. I really love the collaborative process. But I, mean, I listen it's, to your other work. I'm like, this would be stuff, something that Kathy would have a good time playing with you know yeah okay just, cool just like i i i i've Give if me she's Kathy. ever sang it if she like screamed into the microphone i just stubbed my toe i would still love hearing it you know uh, she's just got this those voice. bitches with those fucking voices <laughs> oh, the, yeah it's like i i put her up there with kate bush okay oh nice wow yeah, like she is up mm, there kathy. with kate bush okay, okay. kathy so I'm like, I, I think that because she did a lot of work with Phil Acosta. She's done with all these great EDM artists. So maybe, maybe you, I don't know. Anyway, I'll, I'll throw you a, a line for her. anyway. So yes, please. Um, uh, the video for that was so damn crazy. I, I got the biggest, is like, he is, he as weird as that video, by the way. Um, uh, which one? Oh, Chemical Rush. Yes um he's not i mean yeah uh, yes because and no. they that video had senior citizens at a rave you have really done your research this is there, so good because the video was climbing around in there you had senior citizens off spray painting neon graffiti everywhere and pythons i'm like this guy's a trip man they're going around shooting each other with confetti guns i'm like that is one kick-ass video. Tell me he had some creativity cast into that video because that was awesome. He did. He did. There was a guy named Dan Reisinger. He's around and I think maybe he's doing features now or something, but he was really, really cool with the way that the young, they were old and then they became young. Um, it was kind of, oh, there was some really good casting on there too. That was a really cool video. Um, oh, actually, I make a five-second cameo in there. I had a cold, but I was in the video <laughs> dancing around. Which what part? Was... We just did one of the guys dancing in the background. Yeah, no, there. in the oh. in the bathroom where there's a bathtub and they're in the background there. You know, you saw oh, yeah, the, the weird old couple guys making. Yeah. Oh, oh, they were God. making out in the bathtub naked yeah, yeah, because yeah, it was supposed to give them youth again, like when they all got the chemical rush. And then they, I mean, it's totally off topic with the meaning of the song, but whatever. It was weird and cool. And you remembered it. So that's good. I, I watched the video. I dissect everything. You're, that's so I, good. I can't believe you did that. This is so fun for me to hear that people actually, I mean, you've gone through and done your homework. This is so cool. I love it. It's that's so good. That's my job, man. I, that's, I, I would be a shitty music journalist if I didn't like do my homework on you and find those uncomfortable things about you. That you're like, oh, I didn't like that about the video or whatever. But no, this isn't something that you yes. So good though, but no one does that. No one does that anymore anyway, because everything's so fleeting and quick and people are just quickly on the phone, quickly writing an article, doing rubbing Peter to pay Paul and doing favors and whatever. It's very, very nice. Thank you so much for doing uh, that. My, my guys really are that. like, are you going to finish that article? I'm like, yeah, I just have time to finish <laughs> typing it up. You know, if I could have to type all this shit up, I'd get, I'd be a lot uh, more productive, you know. You are my new best friend. Whatever you need me to do for your daughters or anything ever. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, you name it thank you it's made my day really oh well <laughs> happy to help man um yeah so you're, okay bombs away with uh you know you love yes right? mm -hmm. okay the line in there now you say that you write the song so i can say this was you okay great that was a beautiful song by the way okay lyrically it was so powerful 
because I remember feeling that way as a kid. You know, I'm looking up in the stars. I'm wondering these things. You know, at this, I just it was like I remembered that the lines. That's why I tell myself the sun comes up. Uh, are you grateful? Why be hating on yourself? You can't be anybody else. I don't want to be a royal to be the one on top. I mean, those are some really cool. Just I want to accept this about myself. Beautiful yeah. lyrics of look, just love yourself. And don't worry, you will find love. Somebody will love you for who you are. That was what I got out of this. But I remember, I remember like so many times in my life going, am I going to find that one who will just love me as quirky and as weird? Cause I'm so not like others in my ADHD and all that, you know, and I, you know, she found me, she, she, she found me, but it was, you know, I remembered so much feeling that in that you love. So your well, thank you. Well, uh, it was, I mean, you know, I love that you love those lyrics and it is really nice to be able to have pulled off a song that is literally, I mean, being grateful. Even I remember when we were writing it thinking, can we get away with using the word grateful in the chorus without sounding too corny or preachy? Um, and, you know, when the sun comes up, you'll be grateful. Just live your life because because you're able, like, you know, just being able-bodied and getting up and feeling the sunshine in is what you will love. You know, just love that life and see the details. Find the beauty in the details and you'll live a life, love the life that you'll live and you'll live a life that you love. You know, I mean, that was really what it was about. And to say, to be able to pull off a song that's that preachy without sounding like a uh, some sort of, you know, preacher thing is um, something that I was really proud of, especially for our first single. So that was nice. See, the thread through, and I really love you saying this, is, is that lyrics is where my main thing, I mean, lyrics and melody, I'm always going to be a top liner, which is why when I started RAP Youth, it was to have featured artists on there and put out songs that weren't finding homes. You know, I didn't want to wait to have songs pitched out to artists. I didn't want to wait to be bro with the other producer or the label or whatever to do a handshake on whoever were their friends at the time to get my music out there. I wanted to be able to have my own vehicle. And what DJs had gone and done is create a space for us with streaming and all of that to be able to put a name on something without being the singer or whatever and have you know create a space where people can find your music so RIP Youth was born out of that um for me and it didn't matter you know as long as they were my songs that weren't sitting there dormant laying somewhere for me to listen to by myself because why you don't need to press and distribute singles anymore you can have these streaming services and get the music out there and you'll find an audience later because if once people get to know you and you keep continuously putting music out that was what it was about and now I'm seeing the songs myself because I want that instant I want to be in total creative control now um has been a little evolution but um I forget where but you, what you, you asked me to begin voices with voices for that you found the great voices for that which, yes which, yeah 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 so that was um yeah that's really cool I forget what your original question was because I went off on just that about little bombs away. And, and I just think you know what a wonderful song that was and yeah you, you thank you yes about that. and then yeah well I mean yeah we leveraged off them because they already had a name and that was really and they're very talented Tommy from bombs away is still a friend of mine we're working on some new stuff now so they uh, gave us our start and we wrote the song together. And that's why he actually picked that song um, that had been halfway done and had said, can I put it together and reproduce it a little bit and put it out there? And I said, yes, if you slap this new thing I'm doing on it and we'll put it out as our first. So that's how we got to piggyback off that, which is how we ended up getting signed on the first single actually 
because we got really good radio play out of it. And I'm sure that was a byproduct of Bombs Away. Oh, sure. Yeah. And and if if you're landing these things here and there, it's I mean, it's it's getting your, your footprint out there. Um so okay, first of all, okay, let, let let's move on to the big the 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 big beautiful gnarly piece you got that that just climbed to the top here it goes out tomorrow yes. comes out tomorrow right um it's a vibe okay uh i listened to the original and the remixes okay good fun dance stuff dance music galore that's great you're you're mixing hip hop what do your daughter's name I haven't played it to him yet. Okay. I've played it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know it's got to pass the litmus test of my daughters before it's any good. I get that. Okay, fine. Yeah, for my daughters. Um. Uh, so, Sorry, go on. <laughs> no, I'm like laughing about it. Like, yeah, it's my daughters now. That's more important than <laughs> Um. So the, 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 the original version was fabulous, right? And that had some serious fairy course into it. Okay. Oh yes, I love that you know who that is. Yes. Oh, Ferry Corston. Yeah. Chicane, the Van Bru. Yeah, I got to. Don't even. Oh, oh, don't even waste my time. I know. Hey, those sorry. Guys. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> Bow down. Bow down. <laughs> love those guys. Actually, uh, what what Ferry Corston with uh, Chicane and that that song One Thousand Sons with Christian Burns, right? That song's about what ten years old now. My daughters love that. They'll be listening to that. They'll be singing the. Did you know that song, 1,000 Sons? No. That Christian Burns did it with Ferry Corson and Chicane. Uh, oh, no, see, you're better than me. Very <laughs> simple lyrics, right? If I feel like another part of me, the silence starts to falter, the lights above will shine to bring you home. That's it, right? The same, it just kind of repeats that, but it's very simple, but it's just a beautiful if, I mean, you know, it's got very course. My daughters love that. They're like, yeah, let's hear 1,000 Sons. And when I'm DJing, I get to do that. But you had a good fairy chorus in, in there that was really, like, killer, man. So, I mean, I'm, I'm stacking you up to some very good people, obviously, because... Um, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but then Rehab, like, wow, that's a hell of a... That remix right there, pure... Gay Euro disco playing on KN Joy over in Europe 24. That is like when I lived in Germany, that's what I would have heard. I was like, wow, that is German Euro disco at its like you want to package the deal. What what is what does Euro disco sound like? Bam, that's it right there. What you did with rehab on that song. Oh, and I know so why don't that. you tell us the campaign that you're doing with that piece? I love that. First of all, I am so, it's so fresh because we had it, like we only just finished it. Like, honestly, it was a little late. So it hasn't been, maybe it's two weeks maximum ago. So I haven't heard enough yet how good it is. Do <laughs> you know, you got to wait till other people tell you they like it until There's you know, yes, this is the versions best of thing. That song. Really? Five versions. Yeah. Didn't you, was it you that sent me the, no. the yesterday? Oh, no. Did they send you every version of... Oh, no, that was the original. The original was done a while ago. The remix is what I'm talking about. And that was... Um, we only finished the remix like two weeks ago. So hearing you say Hang that on, about the remix... Man. I got to look for this on my computer. Well, keep talking. I'm going to look this up. I got to make sure... Because the remix was over the top. That was great. 
and I'm like, is that what they gave me? That should be what they gave me. Hold on. I got the RIP Youth Package, artwork, audio masters, label copy, photos. I got all that. So I got the It's a Vibe Rehab Remix, the Peloton. Whoops. You were supposed to say that, not me. Um, <laughs> I got the, the Peloton edit. How many versions of that did I get? I got... It's that's what you're talking about though right the, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's yeah. the only one it's the rehab remix yeah yeah i know but that only came about like two weeks ago so um, i'm enjoying hearing the feedback on it is what i'm saying um okay. but yeah it's it's really really cool um so basically what um had come about is, is that i had been chatting to peloton um a while ago i met them through so i shot for playboy a while ago which is a weird kind of um around yeah, about guy thing that I did. Up in playboy we'll get to yeah. that in a minute <laughs> yeah okay okay yeah so so i'd met peloton when i was down in miami um a lovely lady there gwen riley she does their music and branded content anyway so i had approached her about doing something in a music video of mine because i wanted more funding for my music video basically right. um so they could cop out with the label and see what we could do there together um, and also just, you know, they've got these great playlists. I knew about the community. They're really an awesome like tribe of people that are really committed and they have 7 million members. So their music I had uh, heard about and the DJs that they have, John Michael, their live DJ, I just really wanted to be in with them. So I kind of knew what I had there, but they didn't yet. Um, so I'd shown them my music. They loved it. And um, they said, we'll do you one better. Why don't we put together a whole package um for pride do a video and an exclusive remix for peloton that we drop on the bikes exclusively and then put out to the rest of the world um for our members and it you know we just love this song it's a vibe can we take it's a vibe and use that for our um pride campaign so that was really awesome we had toyed around with a couple of names we wanted to do a remix and rehab had reached out to them actually in january of this year and they had been wanting to find something for him so I'd worked with Rehab earlier and that's how that had come up. We had actually, um, he produced a song that I got Jojo to sing on that I'd written um, that never saw the light of day yet. But anyway, so Rehab and I started um, going back and forth and John Michael, their music director, a DJ guy um, on what would work in their program and uh, what their writers need to feel and listen to. And um, we came out with, something really great i feel like rehab said oh, yes yeah, and it was great i was like jamming on that i was like wow that's a hell of a piece that's really that's a lot of fun and uh, yeah, yeah that's what you would do rocking it on a peloton so well it's interesting because it has to have these peaks and valleys like not like a regular like it is a little bit left of center with the way that it needs to have these massive lows and like a lot of room for breathing in the middle of your bike while you, you're on the bike and you're pedaling and you have these moments of build, 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 and then huge, big lows again. It doesn't build in a typical fashion of a pop song that needs to be bigger in the second chorus, uh, in the second verse after the first chorus, and then build it to a peak and then come down. It was interesting to hear how their music needs to be ingested. So, so I, I, how does it feel being stood next to Kraftwerk and their song Tour de France, man? Because that was exactly what they did. They wanted to make a song that was for riding the bicycle. Ah. Yeah. Or did you not know that about Kraftwerk? No. Yeah. Uh -uh. You, know, but the, you know the song Tour de France by Kraftwerk? No. Oh, my <sighs> gosh. Oh, dude. <sighs> 
I told you you were better than me at this. You're you're a heathen. You're a heathen. You're, you know. No, they, uh, they did a song at Cote d'Azure. Right? And it was just this very repetitive, but you get into this mode about riding the Tour de France bike race, right? And it was at a beat, and then they moved it faster, whatever. But yeah, that was what it was forced for riding the bike. Uh, and it uh, like got huge because all these people would put it on their Sony Walkmans and ride their bicycles listening to it. And that was kind of and I was uh, like, oh man, yeah, man. He's like I like need this. to reference that somewhere and steal that from you. I wrote my quote today for the press release. I'm gonna change it. <laughs> <laughs> Totally. Like, but go look up this song, Tour de France by, uh, by uh, Kraftwerk. Wow. Like, I, need you, I need you in my life. I feel like you have a lot of inspiration for me. Uh, I just, do. Dude, I'm just, I'm just listening to a lot of music. That's just me, you know. Um, so maybe I'm, yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I'm really, really excited. It's so good. I'm actually going to rehab show tomorrow night here in New York at Marquee. And tomorrow we drop it in a live ride. Cody Rigsby on the live DJ ride. will be dropping it in his class. And it's the first time Peloton is opening their studios to the public. So the first ride will be the members of the press in the ride for this um, first time experience where they get to be in studio while they film the uh, live ride. And um, yeah, then I'm the surprise that will come out. Like I'll be on one of the bikes and they shine the light on me and make me have a little, here I am. But by the time uh, this airs, this will have already happened. So I know, but you can go back and watch it on the Peloton. Um, it will okay. be recorded. And then the song comes out on Tuesday and we're very, very, very excited. Um, I know that rehab is, I am. And uh, what a cool company, Peloton though, making it so good for us artists. And um, I just love them. It's a real cool community. Being here in New York, there's one on every corner. It's like a tribe. See, everyone is just like a pack of people devoted to this. Oh, my neighbor's I mean, got one. She's, she loves it. So, yeah. Um, so, the, the rehab thing, that's rather cool. I, I In the fact that you are, I mean, hey, let's hope Peloton lands you some Mondo business, right? Um, yes. <laughs> so, your, your song with the Jays, okay? Um. Now that is fly your freak flag high. That video was awesome. You've you, you know the one I'm talking. You know the video. Have you seen the video for for the song Misfits that you did with the Jays? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there while they yeah when I did it. That was shot in L.A. at the Pink Motel. <laughs> that is such. Now that video went as as you've said before. Fly your freak flag high. That was. I think every queer kid in the world needs to see that video. Oh, that's so cool. They yes. need to know that song. They need to know that song. I mean, the idea they, of that that song is, look, you are a misfit. What, what makes you beautiful is the fact that you are queer, that you're out there, that you're different. That's what makes you beautiful. You know, the line, everyone is royal here, right? I love that. That the message of that song was so powerful, and the video was like, "Damn, that's freak show with a side order of fries, man." I loved the video, but talk about that song for a minute. How did you get into that piece with those? With um, uh, just Jay's, so, right? Just Jay's, yeah, yeah. Jay's, he's a friend of mine, um, and also was on the same publisher as mine, so he organized for us to do a song in LA. Jay's is so cool. I mean, we wanted to write a song that would appeal. Like, it's a common thread of mine, too. I always suggest let's get weird. Let's make it, um, let's make people feel seen no matter who they are. 
and um, always be inclusive, you know, and, and be weird on purpose out there for everyone to see to make it okay. So it was nice that he wanted to do that with us and um, uh, actually produced it with my partner that was in RIP Youth at the beginning. Um, the, and we had a lot of fun doing it. And then the fact that uh, a big label picked it up in Australia, it used to be Ministry of Sound, um and yeah, it's tom- yeah, yeah. yeah so tomorrow records is what it's called now and they ended up committing like 50 grand to a music video which doesn't get done in australia unless you're on sony and it's like a really big deal so for them sure. to come out to la and get behind the song and that great casting we had a really great oh the director's name escapes me right now but to get those guys to you know dress in the lingerie and to have them oh, all they- of it i was like wait that girl's cute oh that's not yeah Right. Okay. Well, no, I can work with that. You know, that's like, the great that, thing that about the LA. That beautiful. The, that, that, um, that was, we are celebrating you and your freakness. That was the whole point of that song. And it was wonderful. Well, that's the beauty about LA and America in general, in certain parts, obviously, um, is that they come like they come prepared and they find it's so easy to find people that are just so already the characters that you would write about, they exist everywhere. And um, it was so cool that that came together in, an, in that way and that you saw that. Um, yeah, the song was really cool. You know, everybody's royal here and that, you know, we're misfits and we don't care. And, um, yeah. you know, th- that, yeah, that speaks every, to me. Every I only like- queer kid in the world needs to hear yeah. this. So That's so nice. Well, I love that. And, um, you know, I mean, that's why I write fun pop music and I never make myself ashamed of the word dirty word pop and commercial like because I know my lyrics always have a meaning behind it that you can listen to and take something away from you know even if it's fun because I don't want to bog people down you know we have enough to think about all the time but I mean there's just I don't think there's a song that I've written that hasn't been in some way related to that kind of common thread um maybe that makes me redundant because that's all I talk about but it is me you know, I'm a weirdo as well. And I like to see that represented out there in the world. But you're a very positive, happy extrovert with ADHD. So that's probably why you and I are getting along. So <laughs> exactly. Well. Do you see me moving around all the time? I'm all arms and legs when I talk. <laughs> I, I'm like, but wait, you don't know Kraftwerk. What's your problem, man? You well, know, you like, need to introduce me. We, I need to come down to Salt Lake. Dude, come to Salt Lake. My daughters will be hanging all over you. They'll like want Yay! pictures and everything. I love like, it. Oh, look, fall right into like my fandoms. Yeah, totally. Um, they, no, like I'm not kidding. My my daughters, like we we went to Gay Pride on Sunday and marched in the parade with the Love Loud Foundation. And you know, my daughter Good. was like, "I'm looking Good. for some eye candy." I'm like, "Yeah." You know, just, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. So, uh, yeah, no, like I said, I, I sometimes I think I failed as a father. If if my daughters think that every smoking hot guy is gay, then I, there's like. You're not supposed to stereotype, <laughs> but you're right. Man, most of those times you're like, oh, that guy, he's too good looking. He's got to be gay. Yeah, probably, you know. Um, uh, your song, Ty- that, that one that you did with Tiger Lily. Yes. Um, you also wrote those. Those are some great lines. Uh, it's the sound that brings us together. Our hearts ignite, feel the love, and our electric shine. Is I believe the word shine. Yes. Uh, well, now, now, okay, now I have an idea of who writes these intense songs. Um, that was your most intense song, by the way, right? As that's like your your not poppy, dancey, fun song. That was very 
that was probably your intense, not dark, but okay, let's focus on a very serious idea here. Uh, well, that, that was, one, I got one question left. Well, Tiger Lily, DJ Tiger Lily, she was signed to Universal and I'd had a relationship with Universal, not Tiger Lily. So they put me in the session with Tiger Lily and she wrote it with us. So it was very specific to her. That's the one song where I was in there exactly for what she needed. Um, and Nat Dunn wrote it with me and Tiger Lily. She ended up singing the song because um, at the time Tiger Lily wasn't singing her songs. It was, um, and she doesn't, like it says Nat Dunn on there. Um, so that was very specific and it was very much what Universal wanted. So um, even though lyrically there's some some of me in there, it was very um, dedicated to her and her hardcore fan base of DJ-centric stuff. Uh, and uh, Universal liked it. Did you see the video for that one, actually? I that did, was yeah. Cool. It, was, yeah. it was a neat story, yeah. Beautiful Yeah, story. yeah, interesting. It was but, an yeah. intense song. It was a very yeah. intense song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what very... about Nat's voice on it, though? I mean, th those vocals of Nat is like, oh, my God. She is um, Nations. If you've seen or heard of Nations, they have stuff with Ferry Courts and they have stuff with Duke Dumont, um, a bunch of other stuff. They have really cool, if you want to check them out, Nations with two A's. Um, and she's written songs with like Rita Orr and anyway, she's got an amazing voice. And so that was fun to write something with her that actually came out. We've worked a bunch of times, but that came out for Tiger Lily and she sings her own songs now, Tiger does. But yeah, it was very specific for her. So, I mean, I liked it. I liked it, but um, it's not my favorite. <laughs> I love well, Matt's it was, voice. It was that. intense. No, that one yeah. you did with Jay's was my favorite. That was, just yeah. one, you know, yeah. Cool. wonderful yeah. message in there. Um, Man, no, seriously, come to Salt Lake. We, we'll go yes. just, uh, totally. Get, I nice. mean, I'll, I'll show you the weird of Salt Lake, which, believe it or not, it's a small town, but it's still got enough weird to it that, you know, you could. Good. I'll be inspired. So, I love it. So, Need to meet the weirdos. Yeah, all, all 10 of us here. You know, no. There was the band of misfits. Us. That's what it was. Like, the, the whole outline for that video was like, make sure that's his band of misfits following him around and going, yes, we don't care. Join the club. Let's go roll out. Yeah, no, that, well, that was my group in high school. Everybody I hung out with, right? You know, I had yeah. tons. I still do. I mean, I had like, you know, earrings galore. You know, I was just this, the, the, the punk kid with the long black hair all tied back in a, you know, a different New Order shirt oh, wow. for every day of the month. You know, that <laughs> was me in combat boots. And and we were all the misfits. And, you know, we had just, it was like, yeah. when you just got to be weird to be among us, you know, and we accepted pretty much anybody. And I always loved that about it. And now, you know, we, we're all friends on Facebook. And, you know, like mm. one friend, I'm not even going to, I don't even care if she... I call her the domestic goth goddess, right? Because she was a goth, total goth, all goth music, hair dyed black, all that, right? Huh. She she knits and crochets. That's her thing. <laughs> She's like knitting and crocheting. I'm like the domestic goth goddess. That's Tracy, right? I love her, you know. So um, uh, final question here. In Salt Lake, we have the highest amount, we have the highest ratio of LGBTQ suicides for young people. Oh, God. What would your message be to the young queer kid who's afraid, who's in a closet, who's in that vulnerable state? Let's hear it. It's Pride Month. So uh, what would you tell that kid? I would say that that if you just hold and stick through 
any feelings that you have um, and stick with being you. Stick with being you. It might not feel like that this is your moment right now or that it's ever going to be your moment, but I promise you there will be a time that comes that that moment passes and that you will be through it. There is no doubt in my mind or anyone's, and I've been on the planet a while now, um, there is always someone at any time. Everybody feels a certain way like that at a certain time, whether it's in a different way or it's uh, a heightened version of that. Um, I think that it will always pass if you stick with it and stick with being yourself and staying true to yourself it may not feel like your moment now, but it will be eventually and that you will come through the other side if you can stick with it and find yourself some like-minded people. There will be other people like you. There's too many people on the planet to not find a tribe. No matter how small, you will find your people and find your tribe and stick through because you will come out the other side. All right. Well, that's great there, James. Thank you so much. And. Uh... Yeah, no. Uh, what song do you want me to play us out with here? I would love you to play uh, my new one. <laughs> play the Peloton edit. Oh, I was going to open with that one. I was going to open with. Okay. okay. Um, I'll close okay. with fake. I'll close with fake. Okay. Okay. Go for it. Yes, okay. please. All right, everybody. So uh, this is where we're playing us out with fake by James Mass. And he did this with, who was it that you did that one with? Ranger. He did it with Ranger, and you, I'll play the song, but you're going to have to just watch the video to get the full effect of this. All right, everybody. So, everybody, happy Pride. Take care. Be good to each other, and let music do awesome in your lives. And thank you so much, James Moss from RIP Youth. Uh, that wraps it up, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Special thanks to Barry Andrews of Shriekback for letting us use the theme and title of Sticky Jazz. Everybody else, have an incredibly bodacious, wonderful week. Hey, you're all fake. You're thinking everybody's watching. But say, I can't take all the lameness you've been posting.